the new science of physical health. I'm Shane Stubbs, and the question is this, who will win the wellness wars? Welcome to this audiobook. Who will win the wellness wars? A health showdown between the famous. Section 1. The New Rules of War. When you engage in actual fighting, if victory is long in coming, then men's weapons will grow dull and their ardor will be dampened. If you lay siege to a town, you will exhaust your strength. Sun Tzu, The Art of War, 5th century BC. In this quote that I just read, Sun Tzu emphasizes the importance of swift and decisive action in warfare. He warns that prolonged conflict can lead to exhaustion of resources and morale, making it difficult to achieve victory. The quote underscores the significance of strategic planning and timing in military operations. A wise leader understands the value and efficiency of precision in battle, ensuring that the enemy is defeated swiftly and decisively to conserve resources and maintain the fighting spirit of their troops. If you're not a fan of ancient history, the military, or perhaps business leadership, you may very well not know anything about who Sun Tzu was. Zhu was a Chinese military general, strategist, and philosopher who lived during the spring and autumn period of ancient China. He is believed to have been born around the 6th century BC and served as a high-ranking military official in the state of Wu. Sun Tzu's most significant contribution to history is his timeless work of publication called The Art of War, also known as Sun Tzu's Art of War, which is a classic treatise on military strategy and tactics, and the book is considered one of the most influential works on warfare and leadership ever written. The Art of War is composed of 13 chapters, each focusing on various aspects of warfare, from planning and tactics to use the deception and maneuvering tactics. Sun Tzu's teaching goes beyond traditional military applications and has been used and extended to areas such as leadership, diplomacy, and decision-making. His approach to warfare emphasized the importance of thorough planning, strategic thinking, and understanding the strengths and weaknesses of both of the enemies and one's own forces. Sun Tzu's philosophy centered around the idea that victory can be achieved through intelligent planning and positioning and avoiding unnecessary conflict wherever possible. The art of war has been studied and applied by military leaders, politicians, strategists throughout the history, and continues to be a foundational text in the study of leadership and strategic thinking. Its principles have been adapted and used in various fields, including business, sport, and politics. Despite the limited historical information about Sun Tzu's life, 
His enduring influence and legacy lies in his profound insights into leadership, warfare, and the nature of conflict. His teachings have stood the test of time, centuries, making him one of the most revered figures in Chinese history and a source of inspiration for generations of leaders and thinkers worldwide. 25 centuries have passed since Sun Tzu walked the earth. In the epic battle of the wellness wars, industrialized modern nations find themselves on the brink of defeat, grappling with the alarming reality that the physical health status of most adults place them at grave risk of complications from obesity, heart attacks, strokes, diabetes, and metabolic disease. It is time to confront the harsh truth that we've lost the fight for wellness. As a result of my 37 years teaching health and physical education in schools, and my work over the past decade and a half with more than 100 expert PhDs in medicine and health sciences, I've come to the conclusion that we can rewrite the narrative. We can emerge victorious by building new frameworks as well as adopting new strategies and tactics. It is time for the new rules of war. Even though Edwin Starr proclaims that war is good for absolutely nothing. I was four years old when the singer Edwin Starr recorded the song War, written by Norman Whitfield and Barrett Strong. They are both American songwriters who produced works for the famous Berry Gordy's Motown labels back in the 1960s. They've been credited as one of the creators of the Motown sound from the late 60s. The opening of the song goes like this, War, ha, yeah, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. War, ha, huh, yeah, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. I cannot do the singing part of it any credit. Why don't we listen to just a snippet of that song from Edwin Starr in the 1960s. The song was originally released by the famous Motown group, The Temptations. I don't ever remember listening to that version of the song growing up. The version I do remember is the one that you just listened to from Edwin Starr's unforgettable and now famous version from 1970. If you've never heard it before, it is a fantastic song about the remarkable journey that taps into this collective anger and dissatisfaction of the anti-war movement surrounding Vietnam at the time. Star's style is an infusion of intense drama, as you can just hear, and that raw emotion that goes beyond just words. He draws your attention. I love this song, commanding presence that pierces through the airwaves and really resonates with me deeply all these years later. It's as if you're standing in the sonic battleground, witnessing a cathartic release of pent-up frustration and righteous indignation. The urgency in his voice is so tangible, leaving no room or doubt for the gravity of the subject matter that he tackles. War is more than just a song. It's this powerful rallying cry, an anthem that encapsulates the shared sentiment of this generation exhausted by the horrors of the Vietnam War. 
Star's vocal prowess evokes a sense of urgency and desperation, channeling this frustration and a yearning for peace that permeated that era. It's been 53 years since that song was released. Throughout these years, I've dedicated myself to teaching health and physical education in Australian schools for a remarkable 37 years of my life. In this span of time, I estimate I've delivered more than 40,000 lessons, immersing myself in these two disciplines that have become my true passion, both health and physical activity. As the years went by, an incredible journey unfolded. In the midst of these 53 years since that song, I embarked on a new venture, a podcast called The New Science of Physical Health. I've essentially interviewed more than 100 world-renowned PhDs from medicine and health sciences, then converted their complex medical research into simple lessons. Little did I know that this podcast would reach an audience spanning across 96 countries in less than three years. As I write this book, the impact of my podcast continues to grow, surpassing any expectations I had when I started it back in 2020 with zero listeners and no knowledge of how to build an audience online. The journey has been nothing short of astounding, from humble beginnings to a global listenership. The growth of the new science of physical health has been a testament to the power of knowledge and the hunger for understanding our physical well-being that people have. It is an honor to have connected with individuals from around the world, sharing my insights, lessons, and conversations that transcend borders and cultures. So why a wellness war? If a war is proclaimed to be good for absolutely nothing by Edwin Starr and the writers of that song, as he emphatically sung over half a century ago, one might wonder why this book bears the title The Wellness Wars. At first glance, it may appear paradoxical, blending the positive impact of wellness and the destructive nature of war. However, take a little closer examination. The choice of this title reveals a profound truth a truth that lies at the heart of our journey towards personal well-being. The concept of war serves as a metaphor, symbolizing the battles we face in our pursuit of optimum health and vitality, just like the battles that Sun Tzu wrote about 2,600 years ago. In our modern society, we find ourselves entangled in a relentless struggle against these four big diseases, obesity, catastrophic cardiovascular events, diabetes, and the cluster of conditions called metabolic disease. These afflictions have become the adversaries that we must confront in our path to wellness as a society. They wage war against our physical and mental well-being, threatening to undermine the quality of our life and the length of that life. The Wellness Wars encapsulates the reality that we are engaged in a constant battle, a battle for self-improvement, resilience, and longevity. By acknowledging the existence of these wars, we embrace the importance of arming ourselves with frameworks, strategies, and tactics, and a steadfast determination to overcome the obstacles in a pursuit of well-being. I've spent an enormous amount of my career teaching health and talking with thousands and thousands of people about this topic. The one constant is that anyone who is physically unhealthy and suffers from the complications of it does not want to be in that position. 
Literally today, I've spoken with two people whose wives have recently battled a serious and life-threatening cancer diagnosis. Both of these husbands are frightened by the potential premature death of their wives. Both wanted to ask me about some of the lessons I learned in my work with a world-leading exercise oncologist from Penn State University in the United States of America. This book delves into the deep intricacies of these wellness wars, exploring the latest scientific research, the insights of renowned experts, and the experiences of individuals who have triumphed in their personal battles. Within these pages, we unravel the complexities and contradictions, seeking to forge a path towards a victory of empowerment. As we embark on this transformative journey together, we'll uncover the strategies, tools, and mindset needed to achieve lasting wellness. We'll learn how to navigate the challenges that arise, forge alliances with supportive communities, and leverage the power of education and self-discovery. Together, we will learn and use what I call the new rules of the wellness wars. I've chosen to embrace the paradoxical nature of the title, The Wellness Wars, and harness its symbolic strength to fuel our pursuit of a vibrant and fulfilling life. Through our collective efforts, we can rise above the adversities we face, emerging victorious in our personal wellness battles. The war seems very fierce, but our commitment to wellness is stronger. Together, we can conquer and thrive. So what is my reason for the wellness wars? As an author, a podcast host, and a teacher, you might expect me to come up with the type of explanation I just gave you about why I want you to read The Wellness Wars or to tune in to my podcast episodes. It might even be considered a good formula to use. Like in the movies where you see a hero battle an enemy. This is how it usually goes. Lights, camera, action. Behind the scenes of every captivating film lies the formula that draws us into the story, engrosses us in the hero's journey, and ignites our emotions as they face off against their formidable enemy. Welcome to the world of movie making where storytelling magic comes to life. At the heart of many successful films is this timeless concept known as the hero's journey. This narrative structure popularized by Joseph Campbell, follows a specific pattern that resonates with the audiences on a deep level, takes us on this transformative adventure alongside the protagonist as they navigate a treacherous path facing daunting challenges and ultimately triumph over adversity. The hero's journey typically begins with an ordinary world when we meet our protagonist in their everyday life. Then, a call to adventure disrupts their routine, propelling them into an unknown and often perilous realm. Think of Luke Skywalker in Star Wars, who starts as a humble farm boy on Tatooine before embarking on a galactic quest to become a Jedi Knight and defeat the evil Darth Vader. As the hero embarks on their journey, they encounter mentors, allies, and supernatural aids to guide them along the way. These figures, such as Gandalf in The Lord of the Rings or Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars, provide wisdom, training, and crucial support, shaping the hero's growth and helping them to overcome their limitations. But no hero's journey is complete without a formidable enemy to battle against. This antagonist embodies the forces of darkness, the embodiment of evil that the hero must confront and ultimately conquer. 
Consider the iconic battle between Harry Potter and Lord Voldemort in the Harry Potter series, where Harry's struggle against the Dark Lord forms the backbone of the story. Throughout the hero's journey, they face numerous trials and tribulations, often teetering on the edge of defeat. These challenges test their courage, resilience and character, pushing them to their limits. Yet through their perseverance and the support of their allies, the hero finds inner strength and transforms into a more powerful version of themselves. Ultimately, the hero confronts the enemy in a climactic showdown, facing their fears and utilizing the skills and lessons they've acquired on their journey. This epic battle, whether it's Neo versus Agent Smith in The Matrix or Contenis Everton against the President Snow in The Hunger Games, captivates audiences with its intensity, emotions, and high stakes. In the end, the hero emerges victorious, having undergone a profound transformation and achieved their ultimate goal. They return to their ordinary world forever changed by their experiences and armed with newfound wisdom and insight. The hero's journey, with its elements of self-discovery, growth and triumph, resonates with audiences and leaves a lasting impact. But not every hero gets to the point where they've undergone a profound transformation and have achieved their ultimate goal. Not every hero gets to grow their level of courage, resilience and character through self-discovery, growth and triumph. My father was my hero, but he did not win. At the tender age of 46, my father succumbed to the merciless grip of a sudden, catastrophic cardiovascular event, an overwhelming heart attack that seized him with ruthless force. It was a day that forever haunts my memory, carved into the depths of my very existence. It was November the 1st of 1989 that was meant to mark the beginning of a new chapter for my parents as they stood outside a new home they were about to purchase, filled with dreams of the future. In that fateful moment, standing by my mother's side, their dreams shattered like fragments of a broken window. My twin brother and I had already left the nest, venturing into the world as young adults, eagerly anticipating the guidance and wisdom of our father that he would impart as we navigated the complexities of life. But life did have other plans, and our dreams of growing alongside him were mercilessly extinguished. The weight of his loss crushed me, this torrential downpour of grief that seemed to know no end. Questions flooded my mind over the coming days, a relentless storm of doubt and anguish. How could this happen? Why were there no warnings, no signs of impending disaster? Was there anything that we could have done to save him? The torment of the unknown consumed me, invading my thoughts and leaving me grasping for answers that seemed just forever out of reach. At the young age of 23, I had just completed my health studies in physical education and sports science. I found myself working at this prestigious health club in Canberra, a stone's throw away from the halls of political power where decisions were made that shaped our nation's destiny. Canberra, our nation's capital, held both the seat of government and my shattered heart at the same time, a constant reminder of the fragility of life and the urgent need to understand 
why my father lost his wellness war. The conclusion to section one of this audiobook continues in the next episode. Join us as we meet the chairman of a $3 billion corporation and the impact of his failure to learn thorough planning, strategic thinking or the use of intelligent frameworks when it comes to his personal physical health status. In the conclusion to section one, The New Rules of War, discover the direct link between our author, a regular health and physical education teacher, and a leader of a multi-billion dollar enterprise. The ending of section one is so personal, it drove Shane to build the brand new rules of a genre he calls, The Wellness Wars.